0: we on. Ra- Life, motherfucking podcast.
1: Welcome to your motherfucking Friday, folks. We got another two-fucking-location podcast coming at you. We got a lot of shit to get into, and we got some build updates to bring you, as well as some funny shit that went down on this week's giveaway. You didn't fucking watch it yet. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and kick it off with these motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Paco. 50 years in the fucking game. They got frames, exhaust kits. They got hardtail kits. Everything you need for your motherfucking Harley. Check them out at Paco.com or Paco Parts on Instagram. Hit them the fuck up. Next up, we got Chicken Fried Choppers, a.k.a. Chicken Motherfucking Rick. Rick. Head on over to chopshit.com for all your stickers, pins, patches, hoodies, and goodies. You know Rick's the man. He's got quick shipping. Very attentive. He'll get your shit with a bunch of goodies stuffed in there as well. That's chopshit.com or chicken fried choppers on Instagram. Next up, we have got chopcult.com. This is my fucking... Hook up right here for the info on that Roadstar oil tank situation. I hit up Lucky over on ChopColt.com who had a build thread and that's how I found him. So go make yourself a build thread so people can get in touch with you and you can find the information that you need. That's ChopColt.com. Check out the forums, the blog, the classifieds, the decks. They got it all. Lisa's the motherfucking homie. And then... This month's giveaway sponsor, you want to do this one? Uh, yeah. Who do we got? This,
0: one, this month's motherfucking giveaway sponsor is the one, the only, the fucking homie West at Custom Disruption, um, he's giving away another fucking helmet, uh, this will be the third one, um. Make sure you are following this motherfucker on Instagram. Oh God! Do or not what? Make me. Do not make me make another motherfucker video.
1: You guys gonna lose your kneecaps.
0: Seriously. Um, either way, even if you're not part of the fucking giveaway, if you're not a Patreon fucking supporter, go follow Western Custom Instruction. Uh, this dude is at every fucking show. He is pushing this uh, his business full fucking time. It's how he makes his fucking living. So, go support the homie that supports you.
1: Fuck yes. All right. I think that's the quickest we ever got through the sponsors. We're doing good. I think it's time to uh, roll into those motherfucking shout-outs.
0: <laughs> fucking shout-outs. Um, huge shout-out to everybody that hit me up today. Uh, I've been having serious fucking problems finding... The compete ad to my C for the does Dozen build. Um, put it out there on Instagram and overwhelming the amount of people that fucking found it on another website. Uh, I didn't know anybody else carried built well shit besides built well and lowbrow. So uh, come find out JP had it and that motherfucker ordered. So shout out to all you motherfuckers that are paying the fuck attention and had my back.
1: Fuck yeah. Next shout-out goes to Appalachian Motherfucking Moto. If you guys haven't checked out the Garage Built Podcast, you're fucking up. He's got a fantastic show that he's starting out right now. Had Josh from Orange County Choppers on that motherfucker. And I actually didn't know very much about Josh, but obviously he's got a building born free right now. Here, that episode over on the Garage Built Podcast – um, you can follow that page directly and also Appalachian Moto so go check it the fuck out
0: oh shit uh shout out to motherfucking for the vintage iron swap meet uh so far this is still 100% a go um for you guys that don't know Brandon he is like fucking die hard chopper dude this is what he's been doing since before he even knew what choppers were um Fucking support him. Show up. It's Sunday, 17th, Hudson Speedway, 120 Old Dairy Road, Hudson, New Hampshire. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Rain or shine. Admission is $5. Vendor space is $30. And vendor loading is 6 a.m. Preferred parking for spill cars and bikes. Um, again, I cannot. Brandon is trying to bring another swap meet to the Northeast, which is. We more. And uh, out in Cali, they do this shit like every
1: yeah. Fucking
0: mark, mark this on your fucking calendar. Be there Sunday, May seventeenth, at Hudson Speedway. It's gonna be a fucking banger. It's gonna be fucking parts, and we're gonna keep pumping it until the fucking show. And we will be there. It's actually the day before I leave for Greasy Dozen. So make sure you motherfuckers are there.
1: You fucking heard it here. All right. Next shout out goes to George the Brazilian. He heard last week's episode where we were talking about toolkits and he sent over these two, um, two fucking Crescent style wrenches that do like eight different things total and they're ratcheting. If anybody, oh, if anybody wants his link, I'm definitely buying these things. It's like 30 bucks. So, yeah, so it's like it's eight different sizes on just these two wrenches because it's front and back, and all of them ratchet and have the little selector switch uh, for on and off. And a fucking socket set with a crescent wrench that's passed through. So, if you had like a long thing with a threaded rod, the threaded rod could just come right up through the bottom of the socket. Really fucking cool. Do you?
0: Yeah. Do you like it?
1: Yeah, dude, that's fucking sick.
0: Yeah, it's just like, uh, is it rat? It's like a shaped like a dog bone almost, and the ratchet, yeah, like a socket and they're like hollow. and they go into it instead of like clicking onto it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have that same exact kit. It's fucking dope.
1: Yeah, so we didn't uh, we didn't touch on that one, but uh, he sent that over. And if anybody wants those links, I have the Amazon links that he sent to me. Um, I have no other good way of telling people how to get to it other than just like hit me up and I'll send it your way. But, um, shout out to him for that. And then also a couple of things, right? I know everybody's cooped up right now, but eventually we are going to get back out and start doing fun shit again. So quick reminder of some shit that's going down. If you are in North Carolina, Smoky Mountain Chopper Fest is still on May 22 through May 24. Uh, that's in Franklin, North Carolina. Um, if you want to hear more about that one, follow Billy Childress, uh, C-H-I-L-D-R-E-S-S, so Billy Childress, or Smut Butt Magazine. Those are your go-to people for additional info on that as it gets closer. Also, the third annual Backyard Barbecue Run is going down in Trenton, North Carolina, and that is July 10 through 12. Uh, that's backyard, or excuse me, backroad barbecue run on Instagram. So you could check that shit out there. And then we're almost through this. We got a couple. i just letting you guys know this summer is gonna be fucking hyped. A lot of these are southern. I know we do mainly shit up here in the northeast, but I want to make sure we show some love to the southern homies down there. We got the Georgia Grundle Run is going on September. Oh, I
0: heard that's a banger.
1: Uh, dude, he was saying, he's like, you guys have to come to this one. This is in... Uh,
0: West is up at that one, so you guys have to go to hell and too.
1: <laughs> and we got a place to stay. Hey, he said, you know, hit him up. So we got... Um, Georgia Grundle Run is September 18th through the 20th. And that's in Hagar Farms in Ranger, California. Excuse Jesus. Ranger, Georgia. GA, not CA. Um, so that one would be fucking dope to get out to. And then last but not least, we got the motherfucking Twin Rivers Chopper Campout going down to oh August. God, that's Dude, the, the flyer <laughs> looks fucking sweet. <laughs> we got, um, go on, on Instagram, it's Twin Rivers Chopper Campout. All one word, like fucking it ought to be. Uh, that's August 14th through 16. Twin Rivers Chopper Campout. Dude, I heard about Twin Rivers Chopper Campout, I'm pretty sure, on... Um
0: Riders of the North.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that shit's been going on for some fucking time, so... That's just a, oh, just a small subsection here of some cool shit that's going on this summer. Eventually, we are going to be back out and riding, and... If you need those flyers or the dates, just shoot a message to the, uh, to the page here, and, and we'll, get, we'll send you the flyer if you forgot the name of the Instagram or whatever.
0: And don't forget the motherfucking Greasy Dozen. Go shit. It's fucking May 22nd to the 24th, Columbus, Ohio. It's a ride, a cookout, and a camp. Your boy will be there with the white trash fucking shovelhead. Uh, make sure you fucking pull up. It's going to be a blast.
1: Dude, last year was fucking dope. This year is going to be dope. I can't wait. All the homies are going to be at that one. I'll tell you what. This corona better clear up because we got some fucking show to do. But I hear good things on that front, so I think we're safe. Uh, Let's see. Shout out. I'm going to – everybody cover your ears because this one's going to spark Loctite if I know Loctite. Uh, Shout out to motherfucking Fullwood Wood back in the fucking game.
0: The fucking original cracker from Florida, fucking out of the pen.
1: Evan <laughs> <laughs> C. Fullwood, get up. Attorney at law. This was the official <laughs> attorney of the Low Life Job Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so good to have you back. Shoot this man a message. It's at Full with Wood on Instagram. Tell him you're fucking glad he's home and see how this motherfucker has been. We are having some technical troubles because we're trying to do this from two different locations, but do expect to hear from this man on the podcast uh, very, very soon. We are trying to get him on if we can make it happen um, with these fucking computers and shit.
0: Uh, I got a motherfucking shout out to the homie Maddie, aka Fozmobile. Uh, Just dropped the tank off For paint For my greasy dozen build About to wrap up Everything else Thought he had the motor out And then fucking bring the frame And fender over So Shout out to him Can't wait to see What the fuck My bike's gonna be painted as So keep an eye on that And uh, actually Matter of fact I'm not putting any pictures Up of that If you guys want to see it You're gonna have to come To fucking Columbus, Ohio
1: There you go uh, sh- let's see. Shout out to Arcadia Fabrications and Boring Garage because both of these dudes hit us up and asked about that tool roll in Loctite. Did you know what the deal is with this tool roll that we have? No, discontinued. You can't buy it anymore, it's gone.
0: <coughs>
1: they stopped fucking making it. So, that I just sounded
0: like a
1: yeah, both of these people hit me up and I was like, how the fuck can you not find this? Just go on the goddamn website. So I go on the goddamn website and I'm like, holy shit. They, this is the best fucking product they ever made and they stopped making it. I have no idea why. Super bummer. So if you heard last week's episode, unfortunately, the Low Life Chopper podcast is on the lookout for a new tool roll to recommend. So if you know of a good one, fucking hit us up.
0: Uh, what the fuck else do I got? Uh, shout out to fucking Chopper Fisher and uh, Brittany um, went out to just a motherfucking kayak fishman, uh, tried to make a video, not gonna fucking happen um, not set up for it and ended up rolling my fucking kayak over in the fucking lake almost died
1: Oh, it's fucking Sorry. freezing.
0: Yeah, your fucking boy made it. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, still had a great time, even though Mother Nature tried to fucking kill us. Uh, it was still fun.
1: That's fucking dope. Yeah, I saw he posted that, uh, a picture or a video of that, and he's, and he tagged you, and I was like, oh, fuck, these dudes are fishing already.
0: Yeah, we're fucking crushing it.
1: <laughs> Love it, dude. Did you guys catch anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was super soaked. It's early, early season, but, uh, I caught two smallmouth, and he caught three smallmouth, and Brittany hooked up to a fucking slob of a fucking smallie, and then ended up losing it. But, yeah, we all did pretty good for being this early in the season.
1: That's fucking awesome, man. Um, Shout out to motherfucking compo Mag for... Coming through, he's seen how my Instagram has devolved into just pictures of my dog. And he hit me up about some fucking dog training tips. I appreciate the tips,
0: homie.
1: Oh, shit. What else we got in here? Uh, Shout out to all the motherfuckers that scooped a feral fabrication t-shirt. I appreciate the shit out of you guys. All of those should be delivered to everybody by the time you hear this. And on that same note, shout out to Chicken Rick for letting me know it's time to get my shit together and get stamps.com. So I finally got that, printed out a bunch of postage, and made it really fucking easy. So appreciate the support. And uh, shout out to Uncle Charlie's Chop Shop, who got the only black and white one because it hit me, slid in the DMs, and he's like, look, I can't wear the navy, but I want to support. So I got a black one made for that motherfucker.
0: What the fuck?
1: that's it man he he put the bug in the ear and I was like you know what I actually tried to get a white one made for myself and the guy was like it's actually going to cost like 40 bucks because I have to change the ink out and I was like fuck next run next run we do white
0: you look fucking white
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. oh if we didn't say it too shout out to motherfucking Jerry fucking Jerry (laughs) For sending the white tea through. Motherfucking white tea, gang. I appreciate that shit.
0: Yo, listen. On that note. I was talking about this on my fucking uh, live feed early. Um, Motherfuckers, if you have means, support your homies with small businesses right now. Because Mm. anybody that is paying rent on any kind of fucking brick and mortar right now. Could use your fucking help. Even you just buying a T-shirt to fucking represent, or if you need something, fucking support your small business. Support the guys that have been hooking you up through everything else. You know what I mean? Now's the time where they need your help. So, whatever it is, whether you buy a fucking sticker pack or a fucking T-shirt or a pair of gloves, anything, anything fucking happen. Your small business.
1: Yes, absolutely true. All right, motherfuckers, we are back. And we are ready to answer some of your burning fucking questions. So, I think we're ready to jump in. Loctite, you good to go with this?
0: Yeah. I just want to apologize for like, if you guys hear anything in the background, I'm in the shop and that's my heater, so I'm not freezing my dick off.
1: (laughs) I thought this was like, I was interviewing Christian Newman and I just got the (laughs) welder going in the background and everything.
0: Hey, I'm sitting next to the shovel. It's very tempting to not be working right now, but i was just paint smoke bots and drink my ass coffee in the house.
1: There you go. That's the only way <laughs> to do it. All right. So, I mean, you and I are probably going to have them in a totally separate order, but let's see. For my first one, people want to know if Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> fucking damn
0: right she did. That fucking crazy bitch.
1: <laughs> she absolutely fucking killed her husband. There's no 100%. doubt.
0: 100 Listen, I just want to go on the record for the people that have not watched that show. I was also one of the people that said I'm not watching that fucking show because I don't buy into that shit. Like, I still haven't watched Game of Thrones or, like, Walking Dead or, like, anything like that. Right. Um, But I just got so, like, overwhelmed with everything on, like, Facebook and Instagram. I was like, fuck it. Put it on and it is literally the dumbest, most fucked up show. At the same time. Like, it's so fucking dumb, but it, like, keeps you interested somehow. Makes no motherfucking sense. But, uh... You know what it reminds me of? It was, like, Napoleon Dynamite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just a crazy... It's like Napoleon Dynamite mixed with Trailer Park Boys. (laughs)
0: Seriously. So, uh, yeah. If you got some fucking time to burn, watch it. It's funny. It's just fucking dumb as hell, but it's funny.
1: (laughs) It is the craziest shit. Yeah, so... Go check, do, do yourself a favor during this quarantine and watch that motherfucking show. Let's see. Next up, we've got Steel City Blacksmithing. Oh shit, the hauling. That's it. He says, Loctite, are you still thinking about making knives?
0: Uh, I am. I do still want to get a forge. Um, probably not to do anything like on the level that he's doing, like twisted metal and shit. Um, I just have too much shit going on in my life already. And I'm really trying to get back to like, um, my old hobbies. Like I grew up doing like hunting and fishing and hiking and camping and shit. Sure. So I'm trying not to add any more shit to my plate, but, um, it definitely is in the future. I do want to get a small forge and I do want to, uh, make knives, not to sell them. I mean, I'll, I'll sound to people, but, like, not to, like, as a business thing. I just want to do it as a hobby because I like knives, and I think it would be cool as fuck to make my own.
1: No doubt. And then he says, "Greece updates on the Hudson Bay bike. So there are some updates on it. We might do that section at the end. I'm thinking we'll both give some updates. So we will jump into that after we wrap up the rest of these Q&As. Alright, next up, we've got Uncle Charlie's, since I'm not saying this long-ass abbreviated name, says, should I wire this whole FXR, take the wires out, and send the frame to powder coat, and then reassemble it, or just wire everything after the frame is powder coated? Hashtag first full build, hashtag rookie questions.
0: Hashtag, uh, do you, want, do you want to answer this first or do you want me to
1: you can jump in
0: um alright so here's what I recommend is if you're going in frame you're gonna wire internally <coughs> drill your holes you usually drill one like right behind the neck for like your headlight or whatever the fuck else you have up top and uh then drill one in, in your seat post cause that's where it's gonna come out and those are the two best locations um drill those two holes take the mechanics wire snake the mechanics wire through and call it a day. Sending off the paint powder coat. When it gets back, take your wires, tape them onto the mechanics wire and pull them through.
1: Yeah. He's definitely right about this because you don't want to be drilling holes in a painted frame and chipping the paint off. And then it's going to just slowly rust out from that area. Correct. It's just
0: or a fuckload of wires hanging off your bike when it's getting painted or powder coating. It just won't work because it has to go in the fucking oven and then you're just going to melt everything. So,
1: Well, I'm assuming he would take the wires off when he was done. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, you would hope, but yeah, the best ways i in my opinion, it's just to make the mechanics wire through. And then when it comes back, then you're already halfway done. Just take the wires and pull them through.
1: I agree. There's not, I don't think that like on most stuff I say, do a shakedown run and all of that. Um, Which maybe there is – that's probably the only thing I would say is if you've never – if the bike's not wired, then you definitely haven't done a shakedown run and you might have other problems. You might have chain clearance issues. You might have – who knows what other shit comes up after you ride it. You might not like something about the way it rides. You might not like the stance. I'm kind of hesitant to to like throw the paint on something before I've even ridden it. Like the Hudson Bay bike is getting – rid in before it's getting painted because otherwise I did the excess the other way and then there was a million things where I was like, oh, and then I had to put in, a, I had to change the brake setup because I needed forwards and I didn't realize I needed forwards because I already painted the frame. I never rode the damn thing. So I'm kind of torn on that. You might, you might want to put that whole bike together and just make sure you like it before you fucking spend the time painting it, unless you're just rattle canning it, in which case I can get after it.
0: But I mean, even that way, you can wire without going internally. You can run the bare essentials of wiring. You don't have to wire your headlight and tail light and all that shit.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, a good you can point.
0: Work. But uh, yeah, I would not recommend wiring all the way through the frame and everything and then pulling it all out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a pain in the dick. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it depends on how complex you're trying to get with it then. We yeah, don't really have man. all the info.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, my plan with the Grease Dozen Bill do was put it all together, ride it, and mess it into paint. Um, I did not plan for a pandemic to happen. So that is not an option anymore. Um, so I'm taking like extra precautionary fucking measures here. And the, the piece that I cut out of my feather for my chain, I made bigger than it needs to be, just in case.
1: Yep. Uh, Smart.
0: I'm checking, like, fully mounting everything on the bike, so I know that everything's mounted correctly. Um, pretty much assembling the whole bike, but not riding it. Like, I don't have time to rebuild my clutch and fucking do all that bullshit. It needs to be the paint like two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. that's
1: what I'm doing. definitely. All right, let's see. This next one comes from Saint Beautiful Robbie. Shout out to him, by the way. For all the fucking dope artwork he's provided over the past couple months, we've got, he says, you have unlimited everything, excuse me, you have unlimited money, parts, fab help, paint, everything you would need to build a showstopper bike, but you can't use popular bikes like Harley Davidson, Indian, Triumph, Norton, XS650, CB750, that might be a typo, I thought these were popular bikes, uh, for the build. It has it's to be, is it? Are people yeah. doing? <laughs> Let's see. He says, it has to be something that's unconventional bike to begin. What are you building?
0: Um, I know what I'm building. Hit me with it. Uh, it would be a late 80s uh, Suzuki Intruder, 1400. 100%. That would be my pick. My little brother actually has this bike. Um, this may be a build at some point, who knows? Um, it's pretty much shaped like a sportster. It's very like tight and narrow and it's a fucking 1400 motor. The thing absolutely screams. That's true. Um, It would just be, yeah. I mean, the motor is fucking hideous, but it's shaped pretty much, pretty fucking close to a sporty. So I feel like I could make that a nice looking bike.
1: Yeah, the, the, the only tricky part, because I know I had a an Intruder 800... I had the 800cc version of that. was the first bike I ever owned. And does the 1400 have the... Um, what do you call that fucking thing? The water cooler in the front? Because my 800 had that, and I hated uh, it.
0: I think it...
1: Yeah, I think it does. But, if, I mean, it is like... It's pretty unobtrusive, but... Um, a 1,400cc version of that bike would fucking rip because the 800 yeah. ripped. I did 115 on that 800, which for a fucking cruiser is decent for an 800. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a my, fucking my brother, quick
0: motor. When I rode my brothers, that thing fucking moves. <laughs> for so being like a little fucking like no-name really kind of bike, but really it fucking screams. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they definitely do move. Um, Yeah, so
0: that would be my pick.
1: For mine, and this is probably one not a ton of people have heard of, but uh, Yamaha makes a bike called the Roadstar. (laughs) I I don't know if uh, we've mentioned it on this podcast or not, but uh, I would definitely be building one of those, and fortunately I am. Uh, Definitely one of the best-looking obscure bike motors i think it looks exactly like it it kind of has the way that uh, the stator is in the front it has more of the look of the slab side shovel because it's got that same like circular portion on the bottom right hand of the front of the motor and the prism heads it just it's got the fucking look 1600 cc it's got no problem keeping up on the highway when this bike is done that will be the true testament um if people start building that i think it has the potential to be one of the the next big bikes that people start hoarding up and scooping up parts for so we will see all right let's see what do we got next you do you have this open as well you want to read the next one?
0: Um, so mine starts, like, I know this definitely is the beginning, but it's uh, UCCS Customs.
1: Yes, we did his uh, already.
0: You did the one where he says also?
1: Oh, no, I didn't do that one.
0: Oh, okay. That's the first one. I have. He says also. I know this isn't, oh, fuck. This is, you motherfucker. He tricked me. Oh, anyways, I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> so, i like, this
1: is the place, but kicking the
0: cunt to the Rona for taking away the weekly daily dose of hate. I miss kicks in the dick. Oh not, I'm shit. That really quick. Um I know everybody fucking misses it, but uh, me and Greece were just talking about this. It's just too much to try to pull off when I'm at the Unicorn Ranch and he's at the garage in Mahal. It's just too much. Um, we're trying to keep the quality to the show fucking to what it has been. Obviously it's not as good, but we're fucking trying. So we're taking the kicks in the dick off the fucking show until we're back into the studio. Um, it just makes sense. It'll give you guys a little break from it. And uh, you guys will be fucking fire and hot when we start it back up.
1: Yeah. And bear with us on the quality here, too, guys. We have only one laptop. So Loctite's got a phone. And we have, you know, the laptop that we use for the thing is here. So it makes it tough. Obviously, like you said. It's going to go back to the same quality you've known and loved as soon as all of this shit blows over, which, again, I'm thinking is going to be pretty damn soon. So, fingers crossed. What do you got for your next one there?
0: Uh, Ewa Jesus?
1: Yes, that's what I have too. Go ahead. Okay,
0: so Eva Jesus says, any general MIG tips and tricks working on 16-gauge steel sheet for a seat, also stainless to, sh- stainless to steel? your taillight to the bar.
1: I have some tips on this one. Do you want? Do you want me to go first, or you want to go first?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any tips. I just weld shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So the the tips that I would have the first one, the easy one, right? Let's get the easy one out of the way first. Unfortunately for Mig, you're going to have to buy. A different spool like in a, you'll have to buy an entire spool of wire which I guess if you're if you're using a smaller machine that has only the one pound spools I don't think they cost that much. Loctite have you bought any of those one pound spools? No.
0: Not gonna eat in this. I
1: don't I don't know what they cost I, I want to say probably 20 bucks in that ballpark um, if you want to weld steel to stainless steel you need 309 wire. Um, so you'll have to get that if you want to retain the stainless properties and you definitely do. So don't not weld it with 309. If you can't get 309 MIG wire, go to, uh, somebody, you know, that has a TIG welder and ha- and they'll be able to get 309 TIG wire. It's a really common wire. Any welding supply shop would have it. Um, I just don't know how common it is for people to use it, how, how common it is for someone to stock it for MIG welding. Um, other tips, I would say, oh, real quick. yeah, go ahead.
0: Um, if I was in this position, I wouldn't be like trying to search out like all the wire and shit because I'm just, I don't like to wait on shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just take the taillight apart, drill a hole in it and just weld a steel tab to my sissy bar and bolt the thing on. There like, you go. <laughs> but if, I mean, if you try and do all that, then we'll talk to you for fucking having the patience.
1: But if he had a June, oh, I guess, yeah, you could just drill a hole right in the actual back of
0: the. Yeah, because they come apart.
1: Yeah, that's a good and point. You
0: could it just just the housing and drill a hole through and just mount it. That's what I would do.
1: There's definitely something to be said for that. So maybe that's the way to go then and do it that way. And then uh, get yourself a motherfucking TIG welder. No, but uh, so as far as general MIG welding tips, I would say drag it, and and this is like everyone's going to have their own fucking feelings on this, but for me personally, we have a MIG welder at work too that I use often, and I drag even though there's gas, and some people say you can push with gas, I don't, I like to drag it, um, and I do little cursive ease as I'm going through the joint, as if you were just, kind of, it's kind of like almost like drawing little circles as you're moving lengthwise across the joint, Um and then don't just don't marry yourself to the the chart on the inside of the machine. It's fucking bullshit. It's all it's almost always if you're working with it with a MIG welder that is like uh one one fifty or below, you pretty much always should be on the hottest setting. (laughs) You know, like in just I
0: don't do that. I don't like it on the hottest setting. Only because so it does get super fucking penetration, but your bead looks like fucking dick.
1: See, I think it like, looks cool. awful the other way because if if it's cold, it's like a big worm. Just well, I'm like, not
0: saying cold. I'm not saying cold. Like, uh, like, still make sure you're getting the penetration, but when you crank that bitch all the way out, especially, like, if you're doing a pan, like, you're going to burn it through that fucking thing.
1: Yeah, um, I guess that's true. You're doing 16 gauge, so...
0: I would say the biggest, and I'm not... I have I'm not even close to the welder is, <laughs> but um what I like to do is try to find a scrap piece of what I'm going to be welding and make sure I have my settings right or if I don't have a scrap piece I'm not just going to like full blown trying to fucking lay a full bead right off the rim you know what I mean That's
1: um, really that is really good advice definitely find <laughs> yourself some scrap first and the other thing too is like um
0: and this is just from, like, I'm just, like, a while to, like, stick shit together. You know what I mean? I don't clean all my shit with, like, acid and all that shit. So I'm just, like, I don't, like I said, I don't like to wait. Um,
1: you should but, clean it with acid.
0: <laughs> I know I could. I know I should, But I don't.
1: Um, I guess but, not for MIG, though. You're right. It, it the doesn't happen.
0: The biggest thing I can say is, like, when even when you're not doing a project, just weld with your machine. Like, and I know it sounds so cliche, but, like, get to know your machine and your settings and where it runs best and, like, which feed with what fucking heat. Just, that's been my biggest thing is, like, trying to self-tune my machine to, like, what works best for the way I weld on each fucking gauge metal. Right. And then once you figure that out, you fucking, you're good to go.
1: Definitely. And you might even find out, too, that you just... I know I'm guilty of this is like I, a lot of times I leave my machine set in the same place and I just adjust my travel speed it, when, when it comes to, to MIG stuff. It's like yeah. I, if it's, you know, if if it's set at a certain spot, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go quick over this one. And then if I need to take my time to let it build up, then I, I go slower and I let it build up. But uh, yeah, if you have more specific questions too, like if you, if you want to slide in the fucking DMS, let me know the wire size and, and all the other shit we can get more in detail when we know kind of more about what you're trying to figure out. Uh, you have Herman Munster next? Uh, yep. When are you guys coming to SoCal? We have riding weather
0: 365. So, mm. here's my thing on that is that we brought this up a few episodes ago. Um, everybody knows this year we were, uh joining up With Seaside Bike Fest. Um, We're doing that whole thing. Um, But what we we out on the table last time, and nobody even got back to us, was, do you want us to do another show next year? Or do you want us to take this money and use it to travel to shows in your area? Um, Obviously, me and Greece want to be to every fucking show in the country, but we can't. Like, we fucking... We have houses we pay for and our bills that we pay for. So... Uh, if that's something you guys want and want us to get out to different places, we'll fucking use the money to travel out to these other shows and fucking chill with you guys at those shows. So I'm all about going to Cali. I've never been, I've never even been on a fucking plane, 33 years old, never flown anywhere.
1: That's um, mind blowing.
0: Yeah. So I'm fucking down for it. Like I've always said, I'm never going to fly, but now I'm to the point where like, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? I want to hit those other shows and, uh, I mean, if that's what you guys want, let us the fuck know, and we'll make that thing happen.
1: I got nothing else to add. I think that's I think that's perfect. Um, other than the fact that I'll be there when California changes their motherfucking gun laws. Um, <laughs> let's see. We've got Fish Tank Whiskey says, "Do you guys have a memorable breakdown/slash roadside fix? Boy, do I! Do you have one like that, or can I kick this one off?
0: You can. I got one, too.
1: Okay, so I was on my way back from, God, this is back in the fucking club days, so we must have been at something, and I was like maybe 10 miles from home. I'm on the highway, on the road star, and I had just done the removal of the AIS system, which is like some bullshit emissions thing. Uh, speaking of California, it's on there because of that. And they, so you can pull this thing out and it gives, the kit comes with these like plugs that you hammer into your motor, which seals off these things that used to like reroute the air into the exhaust. Right. So I had just done the thing. I ripped the shit out of it. I'm coming back home from a ride and one of the plugs falls out. So all of a sudden there's a, there's a gaping hole in the side of the jug and it's just popping like a motherfucker. And just like the highest decibel. It sounded like gunshots coming out of the motor, right? So I pull over on the side of the road. I'm very, very new, maybe one year into riding at this point. So I have no fucking idea what is, what really is going on here other than the fact that the AIS system was ugly as fuck and I just wanted to rip it off. So I'm like, Oh Jesus, how do I delete this thing? So there's this huge motor, excuse me, huge hole in the motor. I go over to the side of the highway, and I grab a stick from the woods, and I come back. I had that tool roll with me, so I had my and I kept a hammer in it because I'm I'm a terrible mechanic, and uh, <laughs> I take a stick and I hammered a stick into that hole in the motor and wedged it so it was like fucking smashed in there. And I rode that bitch home and she purred like a fucking kitten. And it got me back and later I smashed something else in there that's still in it to this day. So it all fucking worked out. That would. That's it, man. That'll get you home. Sticks will get you home. What do you got?
0: Um. So I feel like somebody asked this question before and I don't know if I said this same story, but um, I was on my way to... I think I was meeting Brandon and Astro Man and all those guys to ride out to Worcester and uh, noticed my rocker box cover had a hole in it. Um, So every time my bike was on, it was just pissing oil out of the top of the rocker box cover. It's fine. Yeah. So I stopped at a little convenience store and grabbed one of those stirring straws. Like a straw that you stir like your coffee with. Yeah, I uh, went outside, lit it on fire with uh, my lighter, let it, it melt and drip all the way around that hole, and I kept building it up like I was welding with plastic, and ended up sealing up the hole by melting a fucking straw on top of it. And to this day, that straw is still holding that fucking hole shut.
1: <laughs> on which bike?
0: on
1: the hood rat. <laughs> wow, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. So yeah, how's so- that for some roadside fixes, motherfuckers? <laughs> two very two very competent roadside fixers right here. It's fucking hey right. Let's see. We've got this next one comes from Whiskey Eye. The motherfucking homie, by the way, shout out to Whiskey. I sent over a fucking pack of dice for me to fucking wreck some CeeLo games once we stopped quarantining.
0: I forgot to fucking shout her out. <laughs>
1: yes, big shout out to her. We didn't forget you.
0: Yeah, listen, I was having a terrible, terrible fucking day today. Could not fucking find my pee pad for my bike. Um, Spilt my fucking coffee off my fat bench when I was trying to make a out. It was just a fucking bad day. And uh, my wife texted me a picture of a package, so I went up to the house and uh, opened it up. There was no name on it.
1: Yeah, that was, that was trippy. <laughs> I
0: was like, who the fuck sent me a package? Open it up, it's a set of dice with a fucking unicorn engraved into it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I was like, there's only one fucking person that loves me this much. And so I hit up whiskey, I'm like, hey, did you send me some dice? And she's like, yeah. And I was just, I was fucking super popular. Like, put a smile on my face, made me laugh. And uh, so I appreciate the shit out of her doing that.
1: Absolutely. She is the best. We appreciate it. She says, every time I become overwhelmed by being stuck in the house, I go in my backyard and I scream really loud. Do you think I'm upsetting my, the neighbors?
0: So it depends on what kind of screaming you're doing. If you're just like going out and screaming like a mad woman, kind of fucking crazy, probably pissing the neighbors off. Um, if you go out and like, scream like a really loud moan, like you fucking having sex, that's not bad. Maybe you should switch it up to that if you're not already doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We got this next one comes from, oh, Jesus. Next one comes from Dewey Things. This is a long one, so sit tight. If you haven't grabbed the popcorn yet, grab it now. I don't have a question yet, but I wanted to thank Ferro Fabrication for the shirt. You got it, homie. And Keeble Customs and Horseshoe Customs, LLC, for being great friends throughout the current BS that's going on. It hasn't been easy as I'm busting 10 to 17-hour days, seven days a week. I can't wait till it's all over and I can throw a pool party for all of my friends and get off living on an air mattress in my best friend's living room. Hard work and mental toughness pays dividends. 603 mentality forever. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's the homie right there. We appreciate you, man. You will get through it. And those guys are fucking great dudes. Great dudes to have around you. I don't know how
0: I was having a pool party. It snows in Colorado like 11 months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: ain't in Florida no more, buddy.
0: Seriously.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Um, this next one comes from American Dissident. It says, have either of you hard-tailed a cafe-style frame? Recommendations? I'm thinking of chopping a 75 CB200. I'm pretty sure that's what's in the lawnmowers nowadays. Two hundred. You got to go bigger than a two hundred, bud.
0: No, it's a cafe racer.
1: So, are you, are you on board for for hardtailing the the CB two hundred? Yeah,
0: I mean, bucket.
1: Is that what you have? I, I, so, I would ask American Dissident if that's what you already have, because if you already have it, that's one thing. If you are <laughs> looking for a platform.
0: Hey, that fucking Voodoo Vintage, because I guarantee that motherfucker's got a hardtail for
1: that. Yeah, he definitely is is the guy. And if he doesn't, have one that you – let's see. Have you – either of you hardtailed a cafe-style frame? So the the question is, have you hardtailed a cafe-style frame? What I'm wondering is – so I hardtailed an XS650, which is a cafe-style bike, but I didn't make it a hardtail cafe-style hardtail. So I'm not sure yeah, if you I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't really know how... I don't know how you do that because it's like two different
1: frames. I feel like you would end up doing it the same way people do when they do rigid struts, right? Where you would just end up making a hard-tailed cafe, but it wouldn't look that different from the stock frame. It would basically be the stock frame with maybe like a, a hard... You know, like some people sell just the loop. They sell like the 180-degree bend
0: yeah, but it would be weird as fuck because usually you would have the swing arm and the loop gets mounted up above the swing arm. But if you're having that, then your seat post is going to, well, your seat, where well, your seat pan is, is going to be dropped dramatically lower.
1: Yeah, so I think we kind of need more information on this one. If you're, if you're trying to hard, if you're asking about hard tailing, making like a chopper style hard tail on. A, a traditional cafe racer, then yes, everybody does that with C Bs and X S S, and that's it. Are
0: those cafe racers? <laughs> What's that? Are those cafe racers?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not huh? not once they're hardtail they're not, but but when they start they are. Huh. didn't know that. They got that flat style. I mean, especially the CBs. CBs is like the the quintessential one. Um, uh. Cafe style frame. He's referring to a cafe style frame. Wanting to make it a traditional hardtail chopper frame, not just a tailed cafe. Oh, okay. So he did answer this. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Run it. Yeah, Voodoo Vintage, if you're looking for who to get it through, go to Voodoo Vintage. He has awesome ones. And if you're in the New Hampshire area, hit me up because I could help you put it on. Um, Do you have Mieta Mitch? No, I don't I didn't see it. It might be might be down lower on mine. You want to read that one next? Oh, uh, it's not a question,
0: but whatever. He says, Why isn't Jerk's boss? Got many kicks in the dick lately. Fuck
1: uh, that I know, we haven't done many kicks in the dick lately. <laughs> uh,
0: the next one I have is J, 1976 the reason why I'm building a fucking swing-on bike.
1: Oh, this is the guy, huh? <laughs> um,
0: he says, when wiping your ass, do you fold a TP or just ball it up and hope for the best?
1: I I kind of like fold it over and then like ball it. After I fold it, yeah. See, I'm
0: a very like neat folded. I need it to be folded into a perfect square. Then you get one wipe. Then you can fold it into a rectangle, and you get another wipe.
1: Oh, I never double wipe it. No, that's outrageous.
0: Well, if you fold it, you could.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't want to take the chance. Like then you you get in a habit, and then you you all you end up in a place with like one ply. And you're trying to double wipe and you're like, I've just always done it this way. And then you're rubbing shit on shit. Look,
0: look, look. you got to take out like a solid two foot section of toilet paper. Fold that bitch up so it's into a perfect square. Wipe. Then you fold it again. I think I'm doing origami now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you're making like a crane that's filled with shit.
0: (laughs) you got to be second guessing my life. But I make a square, wipe, fold it again into a fucking rectangle, wipe again. Listen, toilet paper is on the fucking fritz right now.
1: (laughs) I know. I just, so I guess we can both agree that anybody who's like just grabbing at some paper and then just throwing it back there like they tried to grab ones out of their wallet too quickly, that's outrageous and nobody should be doing that. Take some time, fold it correctly, make sure you have enough layers there. If it's one fly, I'm taking the whole roll and just wipe my ass once with the whole roll. Yeah,
0: that's a fact. Listen, I'm going outside fucking deucing my ass with a garden hose and then drying it off the one fly roll.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just sit on it, right? <laughs> that's it. Uh, so I hope that answers your question. I'm sure that it doesn't. Um, <laughs> this next one comes from Jiffy Nichols. He says, can I get your savage wiring diagram, LOL. <laughs> or info on a good site to get started. I have an 87 LS650 that I'm cutting apart next week. Wiring harness currently looks like ass. So, no, you cannot get this wiring harness because we do not have it. But, yeah,
0: we do. What? Um, I will say, I do remember there was like decompression valves and all kinds of stuff like that. So, damn, you paying a dick. Unless you go manual with that. Um, but I mean, most choppers are choppers you know what i mean like you pretty much wiring the same shit for every fucking bike i mean granted it's different when you get into like the fucking magnetos and all that bullshit but a standard uh simplified wiring diagram on google will get you started in the right place
1: yeah, and if you get stuck, I would. I mean, Brandon always talks about loving the wiring process as like being one of his favorite parts of the build. So hit up Badfish Customs. I think he might be the one to go to if you didn't, uh, if you can't find a wiring diagram and, and you you're looking for some one-on-one assistance.
0: I would. You also hit up Fat Man. I don't know if he builds them for Savages. Um, I know he does build harnesses and ship them out. So I just don't know if, like, he's in the Savage game. But he does have a Savage here, so he may be able to do that for you. So hit a Fat Custom Motors, and maybe he can fucking just make you the harness. Who knows?
1: Building the savages of your dreams. I love it. We got uh, this next one comes from Danny Ash. Says, do you guys think the Chopper community would benefit slash enjoy more content and interviews from garage and backyard builders?
0: Yes. We've been saying this forever.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys uh, saw this or not, but we used to do this thing called the Low Life Garage Tour, and we are still down to do it. So if there's people out there that want to come on the show, we don't give a shit if you don't have a shop and if you just build shit in your garage and, and you like Listen, what that's you do.
0: we started this. Like, from the fucking get-go, that's what we've been saying, is we want to showcase the dudes that are just in their fucking garage or basement or a shed just fucking grinding all day to fucking make a chopper like those are the dudes we want to talk to obviously we like talking to like tyler and bill and fucking christian newman and hawk lachey but we like to focus on the dudes that are doing the same shit as us i mean we've progressed a little bit from when we first started but those are the kind of dudes we want to talk to we want you motherfuckers to be on the show but for some reason, everybody's like, well, I, 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 like, you know, I only do mine in the basement, so like, I can't go on the low chopper podcast. Like, this shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you're building cool shit and like, you got the drive to do it, we want to fucking talk to you. And people want to hear from you. People like to know that they're not the only ones struggling through something on a build. Right. Sorry, I'm just like going off on
1: tangents tonight. No, no. It's a good thing. I didn't I would didn't want to cut you off, but I agree 100%. If you want to come on this show, slide in the DMs. I guess that's what we're trying to say is we'd yeah. love to continue the low-life garage tour. Uh, coronavirus kind of fucked some of that stuff up, but that's not going to last forever. So we're eventually we want to get back out there. We want to see your garages. Talk to any of the people whose garages we've been to already. They're not professional builders, but they build really cool Shit and their setups are awesome. I like seeing what the average person has because I'm an average person and it helps me fucking find what I should put in my garage or if somebody's got a tool and and they explain to me what they bought this for and how much it helps them. It's like we all learn from that shit. So don't be afraid to, to hit us up. Love it. Uh, do you want do you, what do you have next? We'll kind of alternate here because I'm sure we're coming from two different places.
0: Um, Johnny fucking Monty.
1: I definitely don't have that one next, but
0: uh, okay. He says, Holy fuck, it's LT in the big grease. I don't even know what that is. You abbreviated my fucking name? Whoo, get him. You <laughs> had to abbreviate Loctite, motherfucker, or you call me the motherfucking Lieutenant of the fucking Chopper Games. <laughs> 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 he says, holy fuck, it's Lieutenant Loftite and the big grease. What kind of regular or specialty tools would you guys recommend to a new builder? Uh, something that would give us a head start and keep, oh, would give us a head start and help in the future. Take it easy and party on, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So we'll start in the beginning. Uh, well, actually, I guess it's just one question. What fucking kind of regular or specialty tools do you recommend? Something that will provide now to make their life easier and will continue to be helpful down the road. All right. I already know what yours is, so you might as well just get on with it.
1: <laughs> huh, yes. So specialty tools, it's hard to call. I mean, they are tools. They're just big tools. Uh, two things. First one, fab table. Super handy to have. It has made my life so much fucking easier. Being able to clamp shit, weird shit, down to it, um, and always have a good uh, surface.
0: I to that done What's that? i add on to the fat table when done before you go on to the next
1: thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just being able to to clamp awkward things down and have a, a level, flat surface where it's easy to ground anything to it has been a game changer for me. Um you go ahead, add on to that and then we'll move on to the next thing.
0: Uh, so just with the fat, though, I just want to say, like, not a lot of people. So when you think of a fat table, like, everybody thinks, like, the same fat table that, like, um, Greece has and motherfucking Jerry has. Um,
1: Jerry those, has that table, too? Yeah. I
0: didn't know um, that. Those are really nice fucking tables and, like, super fucking nice tables. They make your life super easy. Um, a lot of dudes aren't so committed to fabricating shit. Like, they just don't fabricate enough shit to justify spending the money on it. Um, so I just want to say, like, you don't have to get... Like, that's not your only option. Um, so I have... I actually have two fat tables. I gave one of them to Chopper Fisher. Um, I haven't brought it to yet, but I gave it to him. And that one's just four legs with a huge fucking piece of plate steel on top of it. But it's fucking huge. Like, you put a frame on it if you wanted to. Um, that one was too tall for me, but it works fucking great. And, uh, Brandon Batfish customs hooked me up with one that he made. And it's literally just like some I beams that were cut in the top flat parts where I think they're welded. I'm sitting at it right now, but it's made out of I beams and I gave away my bigger fat table for this smaller one because I don't do like, I'm not setting a frame up. I'm not doing, like, anything big. Like, the biggest thing I'm putting on this is, like, a fender or a tank. Or I'm, like, fabricating some fucking tabs or something. So, I just want to say, don't, like, be discouraged if you can't afford... And I'm not saying you're fucking poor. But don't be discouraged, like, if you can't drop, like, three, <laughs> uh, like a $1,000 to a fucking... On a table, you know what I mean? And they vary. They're not all fucking $1,000. But I, what is a smaller one? Is that, like, 300 bucks, 400 bucks?
1: If you don't get the legs... I think the one that I got without the legs is like 300 bucks. Yeah.
0: So it's like 300 bucks with no legs, but, um, and you, might you might the not need
1: You might not need the legs. Golden,
0: the golden nugget. Um, if you go, if you have like a scrap yard, um, or like an old junkyard, go to the junkyards or scrap yards and they will sell you the metal that's there. Like you can go there, even a scrap yard, a place that takes in scrap. You can go there and buy steel and you can do essentially what Brandon did it here. It's like build one out of fucking I-beams or build one out of plate steel like my old one. Um, it doesn't have to be like a high-dollar thing, but like Grease said, it will make your life so much easier. You'll find yourself welding better because you have a comfortable stance. Um, you won't rush making shit because you have a comfortable place to do it and a place that's set up for it. Um, in my fab setup and Grease's fab setup, Totally different. He has, he's set up, like, nicely, professionally. Pegboard, he's got the holes with the clamps and all that shit. I literally have a square table with a bunch of C-clamps, um, a bunch of magnetic triangles, and a couple fucking, I got my welder sat next to it, and a grinding wheel and a fucking cutting wheel. And that's it. But that's all I need because I never weld hardtails. I don't weld anything huge, so...
1: And that's kind of like the the big thing to take away from this is that with with welding, it really depends on what you do what you' what you're trying to weld because you don't he Loctite's absolutely right, not everybody needs the setup that I have, and a lot of times I don't need the setup that I have, but when i on the occasions that I do i I absolutely need it, you know, so it's like. Yeah, like he's, I think that is kind of the topic that, that he's asking about, though. Like, cause he's asking about specialty tools. So when it comes to specialty tools, it depends on what you specialize in. You know, as the name would suggest. So, yeah, that that's one of the ones that I would recommend. Um, the other one, uh, specialty tool again, is gonna be a frame jig, right? Uh, I've been working oh, no, on.
0: you did not say what I thought you were gonna say. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought I was gonna say TIG welder.
0: Yeah, I thought you
1: were going to say a welder, period. <laughs> no, well, see, because, I mean, that one is, like, there's just so many different kinds of welders. So when I think specialty tool, I think, like, what is a specialty, right? And in this case, frames. You know, if I want to do hardtails, I need a specialty tool for that, which is a frame jig. My frame jig what? costs me... And I I only throw the prices – I'm not like trying to flaunt these things, by the way. I'm only saying it because my biggest pet peeve is when people talk about stuff and they and they throw out these things that they have. And I'm like, I wonder if that's in my budget. And then later on, I have to remember to Google like, it. I think it's
0: like, fuck them if they think you flaunt. Because like how we were saying, is like whether – it depends on what you do to for you to be able to figure out what is a specialty tool for you. You strictly do fab work. Like, that is your fucking niche. Right. So it makes sense for you to be dropping, like, $1,000 on a welder or fucking $500 on a a fab bench. You know what I mean? So fuck of it. Like, like what? it's what you said. Like, whatever you're doing, that's what you need to know. And, like, I'm glad you're putting the prices out because if it's somebody that wants to get into doing frames and shit, like, you're, you're letting them know, like, look, it's going to be. Three to five for a fab table. It's gonna be this for your frame jig. So I like it. Fuck them if they fuck them if they don't like it.
1: Good. I'm with you because I like it too. That's my biggest thing. I watch a lot of welding shit on YouTube and and always people are just like throwing these things out and then I'm like then it's like I got to make this stupid list in my phone and then I got to Google Google it see if I can afford any of those things they were even talking about or you know like what stage it's at. So yeah, uh, the I have a chop source frame jig. Like I said, I think it was between three and four hundred bucks. It paid for itself. And I was able to use it for my build too. and It's super handy to have it. Can you do it without it? Absolutely. Um, it would be a pain in the ass. I'm not sure that I would want to do it without it if I was doing someone else's bike. Um, take your, you know, you take your chances with your own stuff. But uh, yeah, that is, that has been one of the best specialty tools for me because that's the niche I'm going for. You know, not... Not everybody wants to get into hardtails, and I understand why. Uh, I saw the niche; I felt like the the space was available, and I'm able to help out people that want to change the look of their bike dramatically and not drop a thousand bucks on a fab setup. So, I feel like it, I feel like it works out for everybody, and I actually enjoy the process of it, and so. What do you got? Uh, specialty tools. What are the things that that come to mind for you? Um, Alright, so some people
0: will disagree, but I'll say specialty tool, um, which is like just just two of them. One's cheap, well, cheaper. One's a little bit more expensive. Um, first thing, if you're gonna get into building choppers, I'm just saying because he said new guys. Um, do not. Make the mistake and buy a flux core welder. I know it's like you're like, oh well it's only fucking two hundred bucks, blah blah blah. It's not worth it. You're gonna be fucking pissed later on. Grease and I are both victims of this. We both did our our first builds, used flux core and I luckily I got um, a better machine halfway through so I was able to grind down and redo all my shit. But I was not (laughs) Right. Don't spend the money on a flexible machine you're looking at 200 bucks like a decent one like a lincoln and well actually i think they're like 300 bucks um
1: yeah they're 300 you, bucks i bought right. i spent 300 bucks on that lincoln
0: right well you're looking at 300 bucks for that um i spent 500 on my whole bar and handle it and this thing lays the nicest fucking beats and Like Chopper Fisher, he welded with it, and he's like, I did not know this was not 220, because it just lays so fucking nice. It sucks to, like, dish out the 500 bucks, but talking about something that's going to be good for you in the beginning and in the end, having a MIG welder, even if you graduate into TIG later, having a MIG welder is fucking key. It's going to make your life so much easier. You don't have to worry about finding someone to weld shit for you. It's going to make you a better builder in the end.
1: Yeah, I feel um, like everybody should have at least, uh, you know, a one hundred and twenty volt gas fed right. MIG welder, just just as a, as, I mean, as a homeowner, absolutely. But then also, if you're into bikes, just why not?
0: Yeah, why not it's have it? um, I mean, like my dad, like my dad just rides bikes. He doesn't build bikes, so like I wouldn't be like, hey, dad, you should buy a welder. It just doesn't fucking make sense. But like, if this is what you do or what you're getting into, just buy a fucking MIG welder. And, like, you don't have to buy the most expensive fucking welder. Like, I do this shit pretty fucking regularly. And it's not just me. Like, Fat Man uses this welder as well. And I only I dropped 500 for my welder. And, like I said, it welds great. And I think it was, like, I mean, I already had a bottle, but I think to get a bottle... It's like a hundred and it was like one hundred and eighty bucks for the first time or something like that.
1: That was for, for me. Yours was cheaper. My, that was for box. me to buy it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So th- I'm to buy one. You're get one hundred eighty bucks, and that's like forty bucks to fill it after that. After your first fill up is free, but I'm saying forty dollars every time you fill it after that. On a mid I don't use that much gas. Yeah. Um. So that would be the first thing I recommend anybody to buy. The second thing that is a great fucking thing if you're gonna get into building shoppers, because you don't just like, I guess some people do, but if you don't, if you get like sucked into like, <laughs> like this drug of fucking building bikes, um, you're not just gonna build one bike. You're gonna be buying old shitty bikes and all this bullshit. So the best tool that I can recommend is. Buy, hold on, do I even have one? Fuck. I was trying to get mine, so I can just tell you what mine, the name of mine was. Uh, but anyways, buy a fucking compression gauge.
1: Ooh, good call. <laughs>
0: it's gonna be, It's. It, they're really not that fucking expensive. You can get a kit, and uh, I don't fucking remember the name of it, but it comes with like a few different attachments, so it fucking screws into a few different bikes. Um, Actually, I think it covers all the bikes. Um, But that is going to be your fucking saving grace because you may have a motorcycle now, but if you enjoy building that bike, you're going to buy more bikes. And you're going to be a cheap fuck because you know how much money you're going to spend building the bike. Um, So compression gauge is 100%. You should fucking buy that.
1: Yeah, that is... Solid, solid advice. And it's not a lot of money.
0: No, they're not that much money at all.
1: I'm trying to think if there's other specialty tools. And I I guess what we can leave it at this is like if you have a particular thing that you're – a particular avenue – that you're looking to go down with fabrication or or maybe it's building motors, you know, something like that, uh, shoot us a, a direct message and we will help. We can kind of guide you from there because it's hard to no. know. Like, it's hard to speak generally about things yeah. that are designed it, for specialty.
0: Because, so like, if you go in your garage and then go in my garage, it's totally different. Right. what I mean? Like, I have two toolboxes and two carts and you know what I mean like there's just a lot of fucking shit compared to like yours you have like a whole pegboard set up you have fucking um the fat table the fucking um frame jig so it's like Grease is saying it's completely up to well it's completely about what you're trying to fucking do
1: yeah so like like he said you know just let us know we will um try to help you out further from there. All right. Let me pull this back up. i do my next one. comes from AJ Farrick. He says, what's the deal with dual shield welding? Is it a special setup you need, or is it just running flux core wire through a gas lead? Do you have to reverse the polarity like straight flux core setup? Is there any real benefit to it? So whether or not... <laughs> whether or not there's a benefit to it depends Can I hold on one second.
0: Yep. Will you answer this? I'm going to run outside and take a piss.
1: Yeah, yeah, do you think? Um this is probably best anyway cuz I'm going to talk about some welding stuff. So when it comes to whether or not there's a benefit, the reason people do it is because theoretically, a hotter weld and to reduce spatter. So like you're going to see dual shield flux core for people that are building bridges. Heavy, heavy construction, structural welding—you um, would not see dual shield flux core for welding on motorcycles. You certainly wouldn't see it for thin gauge anything. It that no one does it. Um, to give you a, a better sense of it, um, there is specialty wire for this. It's not just taking flux core wire and running, you know, C25 gas. You can use. C25 gas for this, or you can use 100% CO2 for dual shield, but you need to buy specifically dual shield flux core wire. And I've never seen it smaller than 045, which is pretty fucking big. Um, I've got a, we run a, a Miller, Miller Matic at my current job. And I'm usually welding around like 20 to 21 volts which is super fucking hot it's a 220 volt only machine and i run 045 at work because we're welding things that are like quarter inch sometimes these uh these weldlets that we're putting on the pipe is super fucking thick i don't even run dual shield on that i've considered it you know convincing them to like maybe try out a dual shield setup and maybe we will go to that at some point um but it's really only for super heavy industrial shit um and my understanding is that it would be uh, electrode positive. So it's, I, it's never, it's not something that I've done. You would have, because you're using flux core wire too, you would have slag. It would be like stick welding, right? So you would run a MIG bead and there'd be a coating of slag over it. You would hit it with a chipping hammer. It comes off really easy, but there is slag on it. And as the saying goes, if there's slag, you must drag. So always, you're, gonna, you're not going to push it, really. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. I'm not sure what it is that you're considering using it for. If you can write in and tell us, I could let you know if I think that there would be a benefit to it. But I can tell you right away that if it's motorcycle stuff you're looking to do, don't, don't even bother. It's it's never going to be necessary. Most frames are eighth inch thick tubing. You're never going to need um, dual shield flux core for that type of thing. But if you're building, you know, a carport or you're trying to do some other heavy industrial stuff, it can definitely be a lot faster than stick welding. And when it comes to the the benefit of it, that's really what you're talking about. Guys who are doing production stuff, they really don't want to be running, you know, eighth inch seventy eighteen, taking all fucking day to run a bunch of welds they'd rather just zip through it with dual shield flux core instead all right we got into kink covered in ink says how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant my goodness
0: that's a great question
1: it is (laughs) uh i think the answer is all of them
0: Uh, i would have to say that it would have to be a pretty tough flock to uh take down an elephant
1: Yeah, I will say, I watched five chickens that I have here back when we had five of them, and I watched them eat a cicada in about a thousand bites, and it stung my soul. (laughs) It was very difficult to watch. I will still occasionally have nightmares about it, and I can't even imagine watching a bunch of chickens trying to eat an elephant, so (laughs) next question. (laughs) You want to re- jump into one of these here?
0: Uh, I'm trying to find one that we haven't done because now i am reaching on all the ones that you read
1: already. All right, I'm on to the next ones here. Uh, you might have be- uh, better info on this one. I think you've mentioned this before. What is the best rain suit from Sammy Kristoff?
0: Um, all right, so this is a fucking tough one. Um, rain suits are fucking great to have, but... They are not that good on motorcycles because um, rain suits aren't fucking designed to be doing 65 miles an hour with rain smashing off them. And also, they're not designed to be being pressed up against a fucking exhaust pipe. Um, I've never had a fucking rain suit lasting more than one ride. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but uh, a solid rain suit that I use... For riding and for everything I do hunting, fishing um, It's made by Frog Frogtog um, You can buy So they make like a a cheaper version I don't want to say cheaper but It's cheaper so that's fucking money um, At Walmart And it, that one's not bad It's not terrible um, But they do make a better one That's a thicker canvas At like your More like prominent fucking sporting goods places um so yeah frog tog is what i use um i mean you could always <sighs> it's tough um i've seen some guys like they'll put their rain suit on and then put something over it like a pair of pants or something and that'll make it so you don't burn it or fucking wrap something true. on the inside of your right leg anything really um, true um it's just the exhaust that fucks it up on you but frog talk is a pretty solid company i like them
1: the only other recommendation I would make, and this is just my general rain suit for like camping and shit like that, is um, the, the military, it's have this thing, it's called ECWCS, which is for extreme cold, what is it, extreme cold weather clothing system, and the exterior, just the exterior, right, like this, this thing is like, it's a whole multi-layer system, don't don't worry about all the insulative stuff. You're just looking for... The, I have that
0: sleeping bag, by the way.
1: It, yeah, it's good shit. I mean, the insulated... Like, if you had the whole ECWCS suit, you'd be fucking warm, you'd be waterproof, you'd be everything. But as far as just looking for a rain suit, um, I should mention up front, if this is a deal breaker for you, this stuff only comes in woodland camo. Um, so if that's a deal breaker, then ignore this completely. But I have the jacket and the pants. And it is super, super fucking waterproof. I absolutely love it. Uh, it works on the bike too. You're, you want the generation one. They have three generations of this thing. So if you were to go on eBay, just type in ECWCS CS gen one. Um, it's alpha sizing, right? So like small, medium, large. So it's not like in the pants are the same way, small, medium, large. Um, I love it. It, it's fucking super fucking waterproof. It's Gore-Tex. I don't know. I don't actually, I didn't mention that. Yeah. So it's Gore-Tex. This is the cheapest you will ever find a Gore-Tex jacket. It breathes really well. It's got zippers on the armpits and zippers on the legs. Uh, it's not made for motorcycles, but if you can find a way to keep your leg away from the exhaust pipe, um, cause like, like I said, you will burn it. You'll burn anything quite honestly, except for like jeans, I guess. But, um, ECW, CS, type in your size, try to snag yourself a jacket. The jacket's worth having anyway if you live in a place where it fucking rains all the time, like the Northeast. Um, But yeah, definitely scoop up a pair. You should only pay, you shouldn't pay more than 50 bucks for the jacket and you shouldn't pay more than 40 bucks for the pants. I think I found the pants for 20 bucks and the jacket for 40. Um, People on there trying to sell the jacket for 200, don't pay that. That's outrageous.
0: You can probably find this in an Army Navy store as well.
1: Yeah, you definitely could. They also jack the fucking price up, though.
0: They do. Um, Another good one is a car suit.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good Um,
0: point. So, those aren't perfect. Like, if you're in a fucking torrential downpour, the car suit's not going to fucking help. Um, But if it's just like a light rain, like just like raining, like a normal fucking rain, um, a hard suit is pretty fucking good if you um, that that I think we talked about this before. Um, that weatherproof. I mean, that what the fuck is that shit called? That's well, spray That like you can get for your boots and shit.
1: Oh yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but like I know
0: waterproofing's great. Yeah. Um, so a hard fucking jumpsuit is like it's like a canvas type material. Um, so if you spray that down. Every once in a while, like obviously, don't do it if it's fucking raining out and you're like, oh, well, this is gonna waterproof. That's not how it works. Um, spray it down every once in a while when it's not raining out and you're not wearing it, and it'll build up that wax layer, and um, that'll propel a decent amount of rain off of you. So, and it keeps you warm as fuck. So, a car hard suit's not uh, a bad way to go.
1: Love it. Uh, let's see. We got Uncle Faster 401 says, Is there a low life turkey season? Or is it deer only? And if there is, are you still going to hit it this year?
0: Um, so I'll say turkey hunting is my favorite kind of hunting. Um, I prefer turkey over every other hunting, actually. It's just more like in-your-face, heart-pounding fucking hunting. And uh, I like it. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's going to be a season this year. I mean probably because I have two sons that hunt and they're fucking like maniacs and need to hunt they absolutely fucking love it Um, so probably but I don't know how much of a season I'll have I'm just so busy with uh my greasy dozen build and that coincides with uh turkey season it's the last month that I have to build my greasy dozen bike so if I get any time in the woods it's probably going to be for my two boys and that's about it which sucks because I didn't get to hunt last year either but um yeah that's what I said on that one
1: perfect well if we can get out there man that'd be awesome to get out there but uh, well yeah like you said we'll see as it gets a little closer um, old and crusty dead things wants to know when we're coming to the run to raton Dude. we touched on this a little earlier but
0: um, the run to raton is definitely something that's on my fucking list I want to hit that run so bad um, I th- where is that one
1: Boca Raton is that, one? is that in Texas no Florida I think is it yeah isn't Boca Raton in Florida I'm assuming this is Boca Raton hang on I'll look it up I have no
0: idea I just know I've heard um, Danger Dan talk about the run to Raton so many fucking times um, I definitely want to hit that um, my other one that I 100% have to hit before I fucking die hopefully sooner than later is uh, the Diablo run? I want to fucking do that so bad. Um, yeah, so those are two runs that I want to do.
1: Oh shit! I think I th- okay. So we're not talking about Boca Raton. It looks like we are talking about New Mexico.
0: Oh okay, yeah. So yeah, that's. I thought it was like the Texas-Mexico area. Um, yeah, that's definitely on my fucking bucket list. I want to do that shit.
1: Dude, that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm on Chop Colt right now. By the way, shout out to Chop Colt. Um, they got a whole write-up on the run to Raton. So if you've never heard of this thing before, go check out the photos. It's fucking some great shots. This is looking like... Yeah, it just seems like a small town out in a yeah, motorcycle event in the rural town of Raton, New Mexico. They've paid...
0: Pe- it looks dope, and it sounds fucking amazing. Danger Dan has covered it uh, a few times, so if you haven't, if you want to hear about it, fucking hit up Danger Dan's um, podcast and check it the fuck out. Love I, it. I think I think uh, mm, I could be mistaken, but I think Rob, the crazy gentleman, also did the run towards out. I could be wrong, but I feel like he did.
1: I would. It would not surprise me at all to hear that. Um. Let's see. We've got Rusted350. says, best hammock for camping. Loaded question, bud, for sure. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is. I'll just put it this way. Um, I have a war bonnet. I like the war bonnet, but I'm sure that other people make hammocks that are equally good the only thing i'll say is if you can try if you can get in 11 foot hammock i think you'll be more comfortable i've said this a lot of times just because you tend to want to lay like on a diagonal and the shorter the hammock is the more difficult it is to to lay diagonally because it just gets tighter tighter on your shoulders um i'll just throw out a couple of companies uh there's obviously there's Warbonnet. um Dutchware makes them hammock gear makes them Sea to summit makes some super light ones uh dd hammocks they're in uh uk but they make some some decent ones um ticket to the moon makes them as well i'm trying to i hope i didn't leave any of the major ones out um That's all the that's all the big ones that I can think of. All the big people in the game that are making them. Like I said, I have a Warbonnet Traveler, the XL, which is the 11 foot one. No bug net, no nothing. Um, You can get bug nets that go on any hammock. So, like I said, look for an 11 foot one and look for one with a ridge line on it too, structural ridge line. That's going to make it easier to set it up and harder to get like a. It's going to make it easier to get a good consistent hang every time you put it up um, or slide in the dms and i'll, and I'll explain all it I, I won't go through the whole thing just because uh it'll take too long but we'll, we'll get you into the right one one way or another let's see what else do we got here last one says you're stuck on a desert island and you can only bring one thing did epstein kill himself This is from Born Again Choppers. What what better way to end it? That's fantastic. I love these ones where you don't read the end ahead of time, and then you just get surprised as you read it. So, fucking got me, bud. <laughs> uh,
0: did you read the one from Hollies and Headaches? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, uh, he says any plans to do some 4XL hoodies? <clears throat> so here's the thing with hoodies. Um, we did hoodies once. And they cost so much money to ship out. Like, it was a lot to ship those fucking things out. Um,
1: I tell you, your boy's got a Stamps.com membership now, though, so I might be able yeah. to do a little better yeah. on it this time.
0: Rick was telling me some shit about, like... Rick has some fucking tricks. And uh, so maybe if we can get the hang of that... Um, I'm not supposed to do a hoodie run again because I fucking love hoodies. Uh, I, pre- I wear hoodies year-round. So I'm not opposed to that. Um, if you want a 4XL hoodie, though, you need to pay the fuck attention. And when we put out the pre-order, you need to say you want a 4XL hoodie. You,
1: you also got to pre-order. pay the fuck extra because I just did a run of some shirts for the Ferro Fabrication shit, and yeah, it costs I mean, a it, lot more for a 4XL than it does yeah, for the fucking regular anything
0: ones. Anything over 2X is extra. Um, but, I mean, we're not... like. We fucking say all the time. We don't make money off of these shirts. We sell enough shirts to cover the price, and then the rest of them go into the fund of whatever the fuck we do for you guys. But, um, yeah, if you want a 4XL hoodie, you need to let us know when we do the pre-orders because we order... The pre-orders are the only special orders we do. After that, we order a select amount of, like, the average sizes that sell because we're not going to buy 4XL shit and then just hold it for two years because nobody wants 4 um, out. So custom size like that, just pay attention. When we put out the pre-orders, let us know like, hey, I want this size. And we'll order the fucking size for you. Just know it costs a little bit more and that's it. We'll fucking make it happen. Um, I think we are due to do another fucking shirt. Um, yeah,
1: we I should We should definitely do it. A- I got a local guy for printing now, the guy who did the Pharaoh fabrication stuff knocked it out of the park so i say yeah, i'm
0: gonna talk to rick i'll see how many low life shirts we got left um but i'm not opposed to doing a hoodie run i'm actually i'm down to do a hoodie run i want to probably fuck i don't know me and Greece will talk um i got some ideas so we'll talk about that but just make sure you pay attention and when you see the pre-order thing let us fucking know
1: done deal all right, um, build updates. We'll do this – hang on. Where are we at right now? Yeah, we're in good shape. we got about an hour 40 minutes in. So um, build updates, we'll do that real quick. But because I hate doing it at the end because we always forget, before we jump into those build updates, let's give a quick shout-out to some of these motherfucking sponsors. We got <laughs> Babes, Bikes, and Beards. Amy Lynn Arrington and Chris Pizzo holding it fucking down for the Chelsea, Massachusetts area. And also sending out all the best dice in the fucking land. Keeping the CeeLo games flowing when these bike nights do start. Uh, The girls put on bike nights, like I said, in the Chelsea Mass., location whether polish political club i think uh they're gonna put out the info on that so check out at babes bikes beards on instagram so follow these motherfuckers these are the coolest girls to know in the fucking moto community so give them a follow and keep the eyes peeled for the fucking bike nights next up we got lowbrow customs everything you need for the road ahead since 2004 Still holding it down. Still shipping stuff during the pandemic. Still having every motherfucking thing under one roof. Tyler's the homie. Check out his episode. Milwaukee Murderer. Great guy. Great story. Great company. Um, We got Deadbeat Customs. Everything you need to die this summer at the motherfucking Deadbeat Retreat. (laughs) Steve is also the homie who puts on the Deadbeat Retreat, like I said, Great guy, and he's got a new shop opened up in Tewksbury. I haven't had a chance to check it out. I can't wait to get there this summer. Um, Head on over to deadbeatcustoms.com, deadbeatcustoms on Instagram, and give the man a follow, and buy your next shit from him. He's got pretty much everything that that you could find online. I'm sure he can get his hands on it if he doesn't. Uh, We've got... Ferro fabrication. Well, shit. We talked a lot about setups that we've got when we were doing the, the question about specialty tools, but we got a couple of jobs coming in lately. I got a wheel repair for Astro Man that I've got to get to. That's an invader wheel with a cracked spoke, so that's going to be a fun one to put back together, and I just got the stainless steel. A bit, I found the hookup for affordable stainless steel sheets. So the oil tank for the Hudson Bay build is getting put together this week. That's going to be a fun build as well. If you've got something that you need repaired, fabricated, anything in between, hardtail, whatever you need, we can make it happen. Farofabrication.com, Check out the blog. Shoot me a message and we will get you situated. Last but not least, we got Loctite's motherfucking chop shop
0: located at the motherfucking unicorn ranch um listen this one's different we're fucking me and fat man have talked um we're slowing it down a little bit um it just comes to the point where we're like so fucking consumed in other people's bullshit that we don't have time for our own bullshit um we are still taking in jobs but it's like select jobs um we just don't have any interest and time in time and like doing dumb shit anymore to be like fucking Frank with everybody here. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like we'll do like cam jobs and fucking motor jobs and full builds and shit. But that's pretty much it. Like you can hit us up if you need something done. Um, and we'll talk about it amongst each other. And if we decide to do it, we'll fucking do it and hook you up. Um, if not, then we'll get you pointed in the right direction to get it done. Um, we're not trying to, like, fuck anybody over here and, like, like, not help anybody out, um, we're just trying to take a step back uh, because it got to a point where both of us were like, fuck this. Like, neither one of us want to be in the fucking shop because it's like, once you do something for so fucking long and so much, it just becomes aggravating. Um, but we're still here to fucking take care of you. Uh, hit us up with whatever you fucking need. We'll let you know if we can take care of you. If not, we'll you point of the bite. Right motherfucking direction. Um, follow me on Lockside Chop Shop on Instagram and subscribe to the fucking YouTube channel. Locksight Stop Shop.
1: Love it. All right. So we'll give you guys some quick build updates as well. Um, I'll go first because I think my section is going to be a little bit shorter here. Uh, and then we'll get into the Greasy Dozen build that you got going on. As far as the Hudson Bay build, I got my brake caliper in, ended up going with a three-quarter Harley axle caliper uh the one that goes right around the axle so that's going to make part of my spacer it's got to be on the left hand side so i'm probably going to end up running it down low at six o'clock and running like a hind joint to the frame and i'll put a little tab on the frame to pop that on there but i do need to get that axle um is that axle coming by the way loctite what do we got the axle coming with whatever you were getting from long john
0: I don't know man, he there's some shit going on, so I'm trying to
1: figure it out. Okay. We'll we'll figure that out. We got uh, so I'm trying to find a three quarter axle. I might just order one on eBay if they I don't know what even what people are asking, I haven't even looked that up, but you don't um, even get
0: it on ebay. Like brand new, but like thirty five bucks.
1: Oh, that's a lot cheaper yeah. than I thought.
0: Yeah, so don't order a used one if you like, you know what I mean? You can get a brand new one for not a lot of money.
1: Yeah, so I need to I need to get an axle. Brake calipers here, I need new pads, I need to get the axle, and then once I've got that, I can measure the spacers. I need to get back to Wannabe Fabrication, hit me up, which by the way, this should have been in the shout-out section, but shout-out to Wannabe Fabrication, he hit me up saying he might have the stock that I need uh, to machine, because that front pulley needs a spacer, that thing is like wicked fucking, it's like an inch and a half, the spline on that thing. So that's going to need a big ass spacer. He might be able to make it for me. I am a piece of shit and I didn't measure it yet. So I appreciate you reaching out, homie. I will get that measurement, get it sent over to you. Um, Once I get that spaced out, then I space out the back wheel. Once the back wheel is situated and in place, I'll know how much distance I have from the back wheel to the down tube. And then I can make the oil tank because I'm going to make the oil tank I want it to be like a, a fairly tight fit, and it, I think no matter what, it's going to end up being a fairly tight fit. Um, it's going to be horseshoe style, made out of 304 stainless. Um, I got plenty of stainless now to, to be able to make it. I just got to get some of the fittings. I did get the answers I needed on the oil lines. Um, I, it turns out they're press fit, so those hard lines can be popped out. You just got to, got to press them out, and you can... Shimmy some fucking NPT bungs in there. I just gotta find out if if I have to tap the case around it to fit the bungs in there. but I did see a picture of it, so I know it can be done. I will get that part figured out. Um, and then so that's oil tank, gotta space out the rear tire, space out the front sprocket, and then from there, keeping it low, I think that's the decision at this point. Keep it low. At least for one summer, if I I find out that the clearance isn't enough, then we can cross that bridge when we come to it. But for the time being, I use the stock front end, but I'm going to shave it. So I cut the tabs off of the forks, and now I just need to bring them over to Loctite's motherfucking chop shop so I can use that lathe and turn (laughs) these fucking forks down. You're finding out about this right now, but I got to come by (laughs) and fucking turn those bitches at some point. Um, so I'm going to get those turned down and then once that's all squared away, it's time to start making the seat pan. I still don't know what the deal is going to be for the seat. I might have my little brother do the upholstery and maybe even wrap the fucking thing. He's building one right now for the, uh, the sporty that he bought from fat man and it came out pretty fucking nice. He's about to do the, the final wrap, but all the foam shaping looks pretty fucking sweet. And, Quick tip for you motherfuckers out there who are wrapping your seats. Make sure he wrapped, he did all the foam and then he wrapped all the foam in Gorilla Tape because I just saw a picture. I don't know who posted it, but somebody kneeling on their Cobra seat and it was just pooling water out from the inside. Um, oh, what's that? That's fucking insane. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Just like a big fucking sponge. So you don't want that to be your fucking thing. So if you're going to make a seat, make sure you do the wrap or fucking talk to one of these guys that makes seats and knows how to, how to do it better than that. I'm sure there's an even more official way, but, um, oh, and I got to order a chain. Fuck. I got to do that too. So I need to order an axle. I need to order a chain and a rear sprocket, man. It's a bunch of stuff. So once I get that stuff, I think we'll be in good shape. Like I said, the front fender of the the stock front fender is going to be the rear fender, so that's all set. Um, Steel City Blacksmithing is going to be turning up the the hand. Uh, what do you call it? The rod for the jockey shifter. I have an idea that I want to make for a handle, but he's going to do a stainless twisted metal rod for it, which I'm super fucking stoked about. Um, yeah, and then. Foot pegs. I, I think I'm going to be running the standard ones. Maybe. Maybe I'll make high mount like little, uh, what do you like? Five eighths rod bent at a 90. Um, so that I could get some, get them like a little bit more clearance, stainlessbros.com. That's the move for the exhaust. Again, I'm just kind of not trying to spend that money until I know for a fact that nothing's going to slow down at work right after I buy it. So that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now, but once the rear wheel is situated, it's right onto that oil tank. And that's a, That's about it. That's what I got planned. That's the updates on where it sits right now. Uh, what's the deal with this Greasy Dozen build?
0: Um, so I finally got the u pad uh, I talked about that earlier. Um, that order should be here in the next couple of days. Um, I think I have my bracket. Uh, well, the tabs. I think I had the idea, and... Well, actually, I got it go cut out. I'm just not sure if I'm definitely going to run it, um, to connect my fender and sissy bar at the top. Um, so I'm in good shape for that. Um, put the stain on today, and cut the clearance off of that. Um, like I said, it cut bigger than it needed to be just so I have precautions so I'm not fucking up the paint after Maddie does that shit. Um... And pretty much after that, after I get that p pad and get these mounts done, um, it's time for a full fucking disassemble. Just pull the motor and trans back out. Um, Gonna do a once over of the brain. Just uh, clean up anything that I ground down. And pretty much to try to make the least amount of work from that uh, as possible. And then uh, the rest of it's going to paint. And then I begin on ripping the motor down, re the entire fucking motor tranny. Um, and then when it's ripped apart, I'm going to clean all that paint off, repaint it uh, back to the stock color that it's supposed to be. Um, or colors, I should say. Um, and that's fucking pretty much it. Uh, once it comes back, I will... I have to fab um, my footboards, which is easy. I just have to make a bracket for them. Um, so I can even do that when it's gone. Uh, and then I have to put together my front end. So just a bunch of little shit. Uh, once it's to paint, I'll be much fucking happy. I'll be sitting in a pretty good place. And then um, I'm ordering the rest of my parts, hopefully next week. So it will be brand new rims, brand new tires. um the footboards—they're not actual footboards. I'm making them footboards though. Um, I don't think I have to order chip or after that. Honestly, just a couple small things like leather launchers—I can make them. But it's just like sometimes you just gotta like ask yourself: Is it worth me sitting here cutting all these circles out and punching holes in them, or just spend fucking ten bucks and get twenty of them? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah that's where I'm at I still have to figure out what the fuck I'm doing for bars I have absolutely no idea um I want to forget wannabe fabrication hit me up say he's down to help me uh old man motors said he was down to help me so I'm just not sure what I'm doing yet I don't know if I'm gonna make my own bars I have a fuckload of bars here that I could easily make my own that. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing with that yet that's the only undecided part to my bike but other than that, I'm in fucking good shape, and this bitch will be in paint hopefully by the end of next week. The entire bike will be there, so.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. That's fucking awesome.
0: Yes, and for you guys that have not been following the build, um, like I said earlier, you can follow me at Shop, Shop, That's my personal Instagram, but uh I have no idea what the paint is for this bike. I have not a fucking clue. All I know is that it's candy, and then last night he shook like a jar of Silver Metal Flake. So, <laughs> I have no fucking idea. That's what I know. Um, so, I'm as excited as other people that have been following the Bills from the beginning. Um, I hate doing it, but I'm, I'm really not posting any more pictures. I'm going to take a couple more pictures before I rip it down. Ooh. And then, that's it for the pictures until crazy does it. Um, I'm a firm believer, and I feel like Instagram has ruined shows a little bit I mean it's helped the child community a lot it brings people together but it ruins shows because you can literally see everything right on a fucking computer screen so I'm hoping that I've gained enough interest with this build and with it being completely out of my realm something I would never build that people will fucking come to Ohio and check it the fuck out so that's the logic behind that well at least the thinking I don't know how much logic is in it
1: <laughs> I can understand that for sure Good deal. I think that's all I got for right now, man. Are we missing anything? Um, I don't think so. All right. Well, if that's the case, listen, this virus is slowing and it's ending this bummer. So clean up those bikes and get ready for this motherfucking summer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, and this is for the ones, hopefully you caught the live feed earlier, of the giveaway.
1: Oh, man. Get him again?
0: But, it's Friday, motherfuckers. Don't be like Josh. And don't get your ass blown out. Follow the ones that support you, motherfuckers.
1: (laughs)